The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today's episode is inspired by a response I have to something I saw on Facebook. Yeah, true story. Yours truly ever so occasionally wakes up in the morning and checks her Facebook. Yes, not recommended, but hey, it's where I'm at. And usually it's very inspiring because I keep a very clean and uplifted Facebook. I follow great people. But anyway, this morning, somebody posted something that that was not, you know, inciting at all. It was lovely, but it also got me thinking they posted something to the effect of, well, you know, someone's true character by how they respond when they don't get what they want. And it made me think and question, well, let me backtrack, right? The implication there is like when someone doesn't get what they want, that's what brings up their hackles. That's where they're going to be not so sweet, not so nice, not so accommodating. That's where you're going to see, again, their true colors, their true character, with the assumption being, right, that our true character is negative, is bad, and that when we show that side, that's who we really are. Ooh. And um, I would like to explore that and I would like to take issue with that because it's my belief and my understanding that our true selves, that our highest selves are beautiful, are lovable, are inspired, are inspiring, are joyous, are at ease, effortless, right? We are a emanation of the divine. And so you at your core are beautiful, my friend. But we do have this understanding in our culture, right, that the truth is where the negative lies. The truth is where the negative lies and that when someone is negative or angry, right, that's when they're showing you their true character or their true colors. And I don't just think that's the case. Now, look. You can learn a lot about somebody and where they are in terms of their level of awareness based on how they respond when they don't get what they want, right? And someone who is not super aware, 
is more likely to respond in ego when they don't get what they want. And sometimes we respond in ego by withdrawing. Sometimes we respond in ego by attacking. Sometimes we freeze. I mean, there's lots of different responses that we have, right? And some people respond in ego by attacking or being aggressive or, you know, pouting or all of those things, right? But that's your ego. That is not your soul. That is not your true self. Got it? So I could probably stop here because this is what I wanted to post on Facebook, but I know the person that posted it and love them to death, but I also know they do not like people to question on their posts and it would have been a long conversation that I did not need to have in that forum. But I did want to point this out because I do think that, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot, so maybe it's a good time to share with it here. I do think we have a little bit of a skew up until now in our culture and our conditioning. Many of us, maybe you don't have this, but I think a lot of us do, and collectively I think we do, this idea that the negative is the truth. Your true colors are when you behave badly. You know, the truth of a situation is when it gets really, really, really bad, right? I'm so glad I figured out the truth about that. And yet we are creating our own reality all the time. So if you believe that the truth is always going to be the worst case scenario, then you, my friends, have co-created that. So I'm going to tell you another story, and it seems unrelated, but it's popping into my mind. A few days ago, I went on a long hike on my new property in Escondido, California, Cactus Blossom Retreat, which you all will be hearing a lot about soon if you haven't already, because you know I never know the order in which these go live. We had just put hiking trails in and they were fantabulous and they connected inadvertently (laughs) to a huge nature preserve. So I was finding my way into that beautiful nature preserve and was so taken by the scenery and by the vibe and by the energy and by the beauty and the stillness. It was so quiet. It was so amazing. I bet you all can just feel that energy right through this microphone. I started walking for like over an hour and I didn't bring water. And that's sort of, it's not quite the high desert out there, but it it starts to get pretty dry and pretty hot. And don't worry, friends, I was fine, but I was texting with a friend and saying, I'm bummed I have to head back now because I didn't bring any water. And this friend became a little bit worried about me and said, you know, please, 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 Victoria, let me know when you get back to make sure you're okay. And I was fine. But another day I was texting with this friend I was walking at the beach the texting was, you know, kind of intermittent. And all of a sudden I got really thirsty. And I walk at the beach all the time. And there's a little drinking fountain near the bathroom. So, you know, there's always an opportunity to hydrate if needed. But I don't usually need to go with water if it's not a really hot day. And it was, you know, maybe like 70 degrees. So it was fine. But I got thirsty all of a sudden. And then a few minutes later, I get a text from my friend, hey, are you hydrated? <laughs> And I thought about it and I thanked her and I told her that I was fine and that there was a drinking fountain and that I was heading home soon. And I also told her that I'd been thirsty. But then after I let go of the text, I realized something. That moment that I was thirsty was the moment that she was thinking about me being thirsty and worrying about me. True story. Because after that, I really wasn't very thirsty at all. And so be aware 
that we are co-creating with each other all the time. And so if you have a thought, right, that someone is thirsty, that someone is needy, that someone is negative, that my dear friend would never see the world that way. I know that for sure. But if we believe that those are the true colors, we can impose those on somebody else. We can tweak that little bit in them, right, that might resonate with that. We can make someone thirsty. True story. Yeah, and this could be a whole nother episode because I see some of your question marks in front of your eyes. Victoria, how could that possibly work? Because we're all connected and because everything is energy. And so when my friend thought about me being thirsty, it planted that seed within me. And I thought, hmm, maybe I'm thirsty right now. That was it. Now, it's very unlikely that she's going to make me, you know, die of dehydration. So don't worry about that. It wasn't a curse. There was no malicious intent. It's just that we're all connected. And so what we focus our attention on grows, and that can even be something that grows in somebody else. Now, look, you are the boss of your own energy field, right? And in that moment of time that I recognized this, I recognized I really wasn't that thirsty. So if you believe that someone's true colors are negative, if you believe when someone's having a rough day or they snap at you that that is the truth of who they are, right, you are co-creating that truth with them. You are co-creating that. And more than that, you're probably more likely to bring that out in them than someone who believes that they are, you know, inherently good, right? Because when we believe that others are inherently beautiful, When we believe that the true character of every other human being is their God, is their divine self, right? That's a game changer. That's a game changer for us and that's a game changer for them. That allows that beautiful energy in others to be free to shine, to be free to be acknowledged and loved. It gives those people and ourselves the opportunity to be who we really are, which is, wait for it, if you don't know the answer, a spark of the divine. That's who and what you really are. Now, does this mean if you are dealing with someone that is living primarily in ego or a lot of ego or a lot of ego with respect to you and is not behaving in a way that feels good, right, or feels kind or feels aligned, that you can change them by holding them in the light and believing really, 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 really hard that their true nature is not the way that they're behaving right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever read any romance novels? Because <laughs> that's the theme of a lot of them. If I love you enough, you can change. Ah, my friends, that is not what I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying. You can hold the light for anybody, but we also have to recognize how people are behaving in the now, while it may not be their true self, is how they're showing up in the world. And we need to hold people responsible for that. We need to hold ourselves responsible for that in the most loving, kind way. We don't have to judge that behavior in others. We don't have to judge that behavior in ourselves, but we want to call it for what it is. And we want to recognize too that everyone is here doing the best that they can, given their level of awareness, but sometimes their best is not what you need. This is how it comes through to say it's not good enough for you. It's just not serving you. And no amount of love and lighting can change how someone is choosing to show up in the world in this moment. You can't change that. And so we do need to use discernment. And when someone who doesn't get what they want from you 
if they start showing you a side of their personality that doesn't feel too comfortable, if before they were just loving the heck out of you in the moment you didn't do exactly what they wanted you to do, they changed their tune. I am not saying that that is not a problem. That is a problem right? You deserve more. You deserve someone who is going to treat you like the beautiful spark of the divine that you are. You deserve someone who's going to hold you in the light and see you as a beautiful divine being and act accordingly. And look, we all stray from our highest selves now and again. We're human. We all have those moments. And it's really up to you to discern and decide like, you know, where your line is, right? And when someone's having a moment with you, you don't have to judge them. You don't have to judge them to be safe. That is a conditioning that I think many of us have that, you know, that judgment will keep me from falling into the trap of being abused or hurt by someone. And you don't need that judgment at all. You just need discernment. You just need to say, oh, that behavior didn't feel good. And here's how I want to respond. You don't need to say that person isn't good. And you don't have to go back to what my dear Facebook friend did. Oh, I so want to send this to her. See, my ego is coming up. Victoria, let it go. Giving myself a kiss. (laughs) Just giving you a glimmer of what sometimes happens, even for me. Anyway, did you notice how I didn't judge that? Nope, I just let it happen. I just let it come up and then I loved it. And we can treat ourselves that way and we can treat others because of course there's no reason why this friend needs to see this, right? It would not change a lick about her posting, how she saw it. In fact, I know because I know her very well, it would send her right back into her ego. And that's okay because that's where she's at. That's where she's at some of the time. And she too is still a spark of the divine. Mm -hmm. We all are. And um, again, this is not the worst post that anyone could post anyone. She's a lovely person that brings a lot of, of light and love to the world. But anyhow, we don't need to judge to be safe and we don't need to judge to use discernment because discernment, again, is tuning into how something makes you feel if something resonates with your higher truth, right? If someone is someone that you feel good being around and none of these things are judging. Now, sometimes, especially those girls and maybe some boys too, but those of us who learned, you know, in early elementary when the teacher said you had to be friends with everybody, this bothers me to no end. You do not have to be friends with everybody, right? Be kind to everyone, but you don't have to let everyone into your heart. You don't. Mm -mm. And you can't even let everyone into your heart, the guides say, right? You don't have to close your heart to everyone. But what you do need to know is who you're going to let into your space, who you're going to let into your life, and what kind of behaviors you're going to allow and engage with. And when someone is showing up in ego, we have a choice. Do we meet them at that level or do we walk away, right? And you can walk away. And walking away, my friends, is not a judgment. It's a choice. It's a choice and it's a choice made oftentimes with great love for yourself, which is a really, 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 really important thing and a great love for them too. Because when we engage on the level of ego with others, especially when the ego is in its quote unquote true character, worst character, I don't even want to say true character, when we're showing up in our worst light, right? And we interact with someone at that level and we go to that level too, we are creating a heck of a mess that we could have avoided. It's not serving them. It's not serving us. It's reinforcing something in them that doesn't serve anyone. Does that make sense? I want to pause there for a minute so you can take that in. When we respond to someone on the level of their ego or the level of their suffering, right? Their thirstiness, right? We are reinforcing them. We are 
potentially, I'll say, reinforcing that in them, right? And in ourselves as well. And so, just doesn't serve. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24 through 26, at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. So the guys are prompting me to go back to the original topic here of why do we always assume that the negative is the truth? Because that was the real topic today. And I think that one is so important. And it's going around the scientific and the self-helpy world right now that our brains, right? It's your brain. It's your reptilian brain in order to survive skews towards the negative and is always looking for that tiger that's about to attack you. And therefore, we think the truth is always bad. Well, the guides say that's kind of true, but also not really at all. It is actually the human world that has twisted things around, including our own instinctual nature right? Because animals don't go negative, positive. Animals just know how to vibe with the circle of life, right? They know when it's their time to leave. They know when it's their time to be the predator. They know when it's their time to be prey. They're part of the circle of life. And fear for an animal looks very different than fear for a human being. For a human being, we take it to the next level. We judge things as negative or positive. We use our minds to try to avoid things that we believe will cause us harm. And this actually takes us so far away from those instincts that it almost makes those instincts, you know, unusable, right? They lose their power. They lose their potency. Animals are so much wiser than the average human being true story, right? They live much more in instinct. They live much more in the flow. They live in the now. They don't have all these complications. And they, the guides say, clearly do not know the difference between negative and positive because they do not have a cortex that has taught them to make those distinctions. So what I've been being told again and again is what we call negative, positive, our stories about things, that's all your mind and that's all your social conditioning. And that is actually what's been given to you from society, from the world, from the complex human craziness that we have created and has nothing to do with your reptilian brain. And that you are actually programming your own reptilian brain to respond to certain things as fearful that are not necessarily fearful at all. That we are way over responding based on the way we are training our very own reptilian or mammalian or whatever, our own uh, biological apparatus. Does that make sense? It's really a profound thing. And I'm sure there's some people out there saying it that I just haven't encountered yet. There's probably a lot of them. Who knows? So that skew to negativity, it's in our culture. It's in our society. And as a result, it's also in our brains because our brains and aspects of our brains have been imprinted and co-created and conditioned based on our society and how we were raised and what we were taught and how we learned to play with this illusion called the human world. Okay. But you guys can change that. You can change that. And that is the whole purpose of this episode. And the whole reason the guides say that they prompted me to sit down at the microphone after I saw that post, right? It's because we don't have to go there anymore. And we don't have to assume 
that the negative is the truth. Now, we don't have to go la, 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 all positive either because those polarities, they're kind of unnecessary. But if you want to skew a little bit positive, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel better, I promise you. And the positive actually is the truth. It's the truth. It may not be what you're experiencing right now. It may not be how that person is showing up when they don't get what they want, but it is ultimately the truth of who and what they really are. And the guides prompt me to say even more, the truth is neutral. The truth is love. The truth is light. The truth is joy. The truth is bliss. The truth is eternity. Ah. And those things are actually not caught up at all in the polarity of good or bad, except that we tend to feel better when we're more aligned, right? We tend to feel good when we're more aligned and in alignment with who and what we really are. And that's that's the gold. So in case you want to, I'm going to give you a little bit of what my friend Lisa McCourt would call home play. <laughs> Just something to focus on between now and whenever you feel like you're done. Notice where that negativity bias is showing up in your own life. Not in a judgment, but just notice yourself when you think that the truth has got to be negative. The truth has got to be negative, right? They're showing their true colors when they're misbehaving. Now I found the truth of this situation because, and it's bad. Notice that for yourself. Notice that for yourself with a loving eye. But also notice that with a little bit of skepticism, because the negative slant is never the truth. It's just a story. It's just a particular story you're telling yourself. And somewhere along the line, you learned that if you told the negative story, you'd be safe. Mm -hmm. That if you are always prepared for the worst case scenario and know that truth, it'll never bite you in the butt. And the fact of the matter is, what we focus on grows. The more you focus on the negative, the more likely it is to bite you in the butt. But more importantly, the less good you're going to feel in the now. It's just not necessary. It's just not necessary. All right. So I think that's all that wants to come through right now. I just wanted to end this episode by reminding all of you that no matter how you are showing up in the world today or how you think you are showing up in the world today, that your true colors are beautiful. They're beautiful. You're beautiful. And nothing and no one can change that truth of who and what you really are. So thank you so very much for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. 
Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.